Get up, St. Louis. Get on your feet. Raise them high. Five seconds to go, and the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it long. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 34 of the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast that is often imitated, never duplicated. It's Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, October 9th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 220 all the time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with us on social media, follow us on Twitter. The handles are at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at Ponder 94 Follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. That helps support the show. Um, got some a few announcements here. Guys, how are you uh, this evening? We got a late start tonight. This new software is just <laughs> buggy weird. Yeah, it's, it's thrown off our entire game tonight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see if it gets any better. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, whatever. But hey, you know what? We're live, and uh, we've got at least a few people watching, right? So mm-hmm. at least we're on the air. Um, the uh, congratulations to St. Louis Cardinals. First of all, did you guys watch the Cardinal game at all today? Ooh, um, what a game that was! Yeah, I I watched the score, and it was <laughs> like watching you know stock market going up and up and up, just like you know from all the winning and all that but it just it was yeah, just amazing like I, I went to give somebody an update oh it's already two nothing oh wait it's four nothing oh wait it's seven nothing yeah it's it crazy it's interesting because the the being as far as the braves are concerned being down 10 nothing before you even get a chance to swing the bat that is that is yeah. ridiculous tied a tied a major league record for runs in a post in uh postseason today first time ever in the first too yeah yeah that was um that was fun to watch i it's funny because my my wife had uh she's a teacher and she had uh parent teacher conferences today and you know she's watched every game with me and we've sat there and complained about the run support especially for flirty and then all of a sudden out of nowhere she comes home and it's 12 nothing 
And she's like, what happened? And I'm like, hey, you need to stop watching the games apparently because I've never seen them explode like this in the playoffs. Especially well, with their bats. True. I guess in 2011 they did that one time in the World yeah. Series game. Well, their bats are so hit or miss right now. So it's, it, was, it was fun to see. Um, the uh, Stanley Ponder Cup tournament is coming up, right? Pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, we still got a couple spots left. Um, and again, I know I say this every year that you know, oh, we're uh, we're procrastinating hockey players. The fact that we still have spots open, but um, the fact is that we—that's just who these people are. That's who we are, right? We wait to the last minute to sign up for stuff. But if you're a player, um, we uh, uh, are looking for anyone to play. I know that uh, our friend Jason Martin from the Blues Hockey Podcast says he wants to play. So. You could potentially be playing with a couple of your favorite blues podcasters. Kurt, Bill, any interest? I am on the fence. I have not played since last tournament and I, I would I I'm I'm on the fence. I might. I might. You should. You should. Yeah. I would have to replace a bunch of equipment. So I'm <laughs> I am not so it, much on the fence. It's a financial investment for you. It's it would be more more than a uh, an entry fee for me. So uh, I I'm doubting it, but uh, I will I will definitely come out and uh, and watch some of it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doubtful. Well, there you go. You can at least meet Bill Day. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to do that? Like a, that sounds like a movie that would be starring Brad Pitt. Meet Bill Day. <laughs> you think I meet Joe Black? That's I, I believe that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, it's an old one. That's like what, it is. That's a good 19, one. That's a 19, long. 19 one. years old or so. Yeah, 2000 or so. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Blue Note Champions 5K was last Sunday, and uh, all three of us uh, participated and finished and finished and had a good time. Yeah, it was. Uh, and got one of these fancy schmancy uh, Stanley Cup medals. I'll hold up to the camera. That was the get the angle there. Uh, there yeah. it is. So I, be jealous. Be jealous. I meant to wear mine, and then oh. I completely forgot. I was going to wear mine, but I did not. I guess I could go put mine on. But, uh, <clears throat> no, Bill, uh, everyone's probably wondering. I know that this was the talk of Blues Nation. Who of Let's Go Blues Radio won? And it was Mr. Kurt Price. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, sir. This year, yeah. The, uh, all three of us had something go wrong, I think, <laughs> during this race. <laughs> we did. We, yes. we all uh, had some kind of an injury, and uh, we all stumbled across the finish line. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you can tell we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh, my training got derailed. Like, I had to stop running in August because of a foot injury, and then had a cold all of September. So it's like, I got three runs in before uh, going to this thing. So yeah, I, I my I was you know walking and running before I was fine, but I've got a stupid t-band ligament issue in my leg that uh for some reason when i run more than a couple miles outside on the road outside makes a difference road running is different i guess and it it uh it was flaring up and it was uh it hurt yeah. going downstairs yeah, I, after the race was uh pretty painful yikes i'd yeah. mentioned to you guys last week that because i got plantar fasciitis which for those that aren't aware it's uh very sharp pain on the inside arch of your foot and uh so i went to the doctor on i think it was last wednesday or last thursday uh, just saying, hey, I'm just going to get a cortisone shot. Like, just shoot me up. I want to be able to run without any pain. Um, and uh, found out that uh, the pain I'm having was not plantar fasciitis, but tendonitis on the outsides of my feet. So not only do I have plantar fasciitis on the insides, but I got tendonitis on the outside. So basically, it's just a perfect storm of complete shit 
for me and my feet. So uh, it's it's been interesting. It's been a fun. Uh, it's been a fun. You know what? Three months since this started flaring up. So basically, the only thing I can do is stop skating, stop running, and uh, God, I'm just such an idiot because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Right. That's what I said to the doctor. Why would I stop skating? Are you kidding me? You have all the itises. You need uh, to. Do. You you wouldn't happen to have a gingivitis, would you? Uh, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Uh, a or B. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, a little from uh, column A, a little from column B. <laughs> Got your bases covered. Uh, you, you've been around. You've been around the block. Oh, um, I have. Uh, well, and speaking of speaking of which, uh, did you see the, the headline today that the St. Louis uh, is number one in chlamydia? And gonorrhea. <laughs> and gonorrhea. Yeah. Oh, good for us. Hey, yeah. woo. Glad to see we're keeping our rankings. Leaving, uh, leave the nation yeah. in uh, yeah. murder. <laughs> and sexually transmitted diseases. Pretty much. I hey, wonder that, if there's a correlation. That, that just means we're easy, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not from. I'm not from St. Louis, so I don't know. Couldn't tell you. No. I'm not. I'm not part Why of the. I'm not part of these statistics. <laughs> yeah, you guys are a lot harder to get into bed over there in Illinois. Well, you know, it's. I don't know what that means. Um, Neither. Uh. This is a, you know, sometimes these uh, names in the YouTube chats are hard to, Lachlan ruined ruined it. Oh, they've participated before, haven't they? Yes. Uh, What are your thoughts on Shen getting an eight-year deal? We'll talk about that in a little bit. We got that in the show notes, so stay stay tuned. Um, The uh, Making Coco, the Grand Fear story, we all went to see it on uh, Friday. That was, I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys, but it was great. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. Once we got the asshole kids kicked out, yeah, well, be get nice. off our lawn. Be nice. They were little kids, little girls, and they were they were making noise in the back. There was making and d- disturbing noise people. In the back. They were giving people chlamydia, gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> they were like twelve, <laughs> so they're the ones that are causing it. They were twelve or fourteen or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it just there were there were what seven adults in this theater. And then probably as many children in the back row just making a lot of Well, then it yeah. wasn't even that they were making noise. Noises. It was the fact that they, they kept, like, walking in front of the projector and yeah. giggling while they were doing it. I'm like, come on. Yeah, we, we went to the later show, so there weren't as many folks in the theater. But, yeah, it, it they was that was pretty annoying. And to the theater's uh, defense, uh, it was Ronnie's. They, they came in. Uh, they I mean, I don't know if someone was said to one of the managers, or they came and noticed during the theater check. But they, they escorted them out, and they came in, and they gave us all passes to come back and see a show on them, which uh, which was fantastic. I mean, it, they didn't ruin the show, but they were they were annoying. They were distracting. They were very distracting. And so that was good on Ronnie's mm-hmm. for they gave us those passes without, I don't think anyone asked for them. So that was, that was great customer service. Right. I have had experiences mm-hmm. at theaters where literally there is a person sitting in front of me. Iron Man 3 comes to mind. And he was literally talking as loud as he could. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not kidding when I say this. He's louder than I'm talking right now. And he was just having a conversation with the person next to him. And I uh, went and told somebody nothing was done. He just sat there the whole movie and talked and talked. And I said, "Dude, please be quiet." And he turned around and go, "Okay, okay." And then 30 seconds later, he'd start up again. It's just, <laughs> oh my god! And then we got nothing for that. So the fact that 
yeah, they came out and, and took care of us for that. That was very cool. So, yes, thank you, Ronnie's. I used to work at a theater. I used to work at uh, Warenberg in O'Fallon, Illinois, before they switched over to Marcus. This is a long time ago. Um, and, yeah, those, those, those free passes, we'd hand them out like they were yeah. pennies. Uh, they were nothing. But, but those things, somebody could have the worst experience of a lifetime in a theater. Uh, an usher could spill stuff all over them, and they could trip and fall down the stairs, and then, you know, uh, tear their coat on the railing or something way out. And if we give them a pass to come back, they were also, they were just completely happy. <laughs> Those things are like gold. That's that is uh, that's dispute resolution at its finest. <laughs> I mean, here you go, something shiny. You, you came here and had a bad experience. Here's the gift of coming back for right. free. Well, and I it think, makes it all better. It's yeah. beautiful. Well, movies aren't movies aren't cheap nowadays, so it's you know it's a nice coupon. Yeah, buy one get one for a, like a four, thir- thirteen fourteen dollar show or whatever it is nowadays. Yeah. Well, and what Ronnie's gave us, I mean, that wasn't buy one get one. That was come back to us. Right. Right. Exactly. On the house. Um, and uh, Woodsy uh, twenty two in the YouTube chat says, "I was at that show. They really were annoying." <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah, there there was what one other couple in there. So there was yeah. there were a few people behind us. Yeah. So yeah, we were the we were the four the what one there was one two we three were row F. four five of us we were row F six of us six of us yeah yeah row F yeah and I mean so we've spent enough time bitching about the experience, however. The show, the show itself, like you oh, started yeah, right. off there, it, it, it was it was very well done. Great, you know, like cinematography, cinematography, great use of historical footage. Yeah, um, tells a great story. Like you, you, you don't really, you know, like I, you know, being outside the Edmonton market, we didn't get immersed with you know Grant Fuhrer's backstory when he came here and played mm-hmm. as well as he did. Right, which was uh, kind of a, I, I blame the. Poor St. Louis hockey coverage at the time for, oh, yeah. for not filling fans in on exactly, you know, on his whole backstory because that was that's a no brainer. It was so easy to do. Yeah. There's so much good stuff, and they, you didn't hear about that. Yeah, then. but no, I, great story. I want to point out that um, I still hate Nick Kiprios. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. You know, we had Adam Scorgi on here. Uh, last he, week, and, and he said we may like him. Yeah, yeah, and he he was uh, soft selling us, I think, because uh, yeah. you know selling us on the you know he gets emotional. Well, he's still a dick. <laughs> he True. he was, and he and he did. He got he he got emotional, and you could tell that he did not mean. He, his intent was not to right, take to out his injury to injure right. him and 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 take him out of the playoffs. That was not his intent. But and we discussed this last week on, uh, when we had Mr. Scorgi on. It, it, uh, it, we, we, being hockey players, we've all done this. You, you take advantage of a situation. Well, most of us have. I don't know. I have. Uh, I where have. you can you can barrel into a goalie or you can barrel into a player. It, it's a it's a situational thing. As and, a goalie. As a goalie, I have been taken advantage there of. You go. <laughs> and you oh have. My. And you have. Chlamydia. That's just. That's just since you've known me. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say anything, Jeff, but yes. Yeah, but it, it's supposed to be released on uh, DVD here, I think, in November. and uh, Or no, I'm sorry, uh, streaming services in November and DVD uh, to follow that, I guess. So um, definitely check it out. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, if, you, if you're a hockey fan at all uh, or, or just a fan of good stories, it's a, it's, 
you don't have to be a blues fan either because there's there's a although there is a good chunk of it is about the blues, which was nice to see. Right. They got a ton of blues Chase, alumni from the time. Chase Hull, uh, 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 Pronger, McInnes, McInnes, yeah. um, all of them in there. You know, the, the Armstrong wasn't it? Um, no, 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 I don't think so. No, no I don't think so. Nope. I was he surprised to GM see Vladimir Chebaturkin in there. The chubby turkey. It is yeah. almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. It's Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. Hmm. I, that kind of killed the conversation right there. Not your fault. Yeah. I just didn't know how to respond to that. Right. <laughs> All right. Good on them. Uh, so I think I, that means it's time to move on. Canadian Thanksgiving is is in October, huh? Yeah. Before Halloween. Yeah. That seems wrong. They still no, have English what? women on their money, so I, I, I don't I don't count that as anything. Uh, the uh, we uh, we got some new stickers in today, and I've tweeted this out, and I got a lot of. Do you guys see that? I tweeted out the stickers, yes. and it got a, a lot of response real quick. Yeah. People want them, so I'll hold them to the camera for you, those looking on uh, YouTube. There's the uh, Stag Beer parody themed uh, blues uh, stickers, blues hockey stickers. Golden quality since 1967. For those yeah. uh, Stag Beer fans, uh, it's... And I thought these were just fancy coasters. <laughs> I saw your beer set. And I'm like, what are you doing? Those stickers. It's a coaster. It was, they're very it thin. Was, they're it's very th- where I put my it's beer. It's a very thin coaster. I will admit, like, looking at them on here, because, you know, it, it's 2D, it does look like a coaster. So I'm, I'm with you, Bill. It's just well, I'm hey, not seeing them in person. You know what this is? Like you are. You know what this is? That looks like a coaster to me. That's a coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's so. I mean, yeah. Like I can't. I can't do camera stuff. All right. Anyway. Uh. The, anyway, I'm gonna. Uh, as I was gonna say with the stickers, the uh, we'll have a uh, link available for uh, to uh, for people to acquire these. So I'll, I'll work on that. Um. And uh, so stay tuned for that, please. And by the uh, way, I know that uh, a lot of people who have been asking for. Uh, a better view of Bill, and now you're getting it with the new setup that Kurt set up here because you can see Bill in the flesh. Bill, take your shirt off. <laughs> Not falling for that again, partner. That's <laughs> how it happened the first time. Yeah. Why is it always the uh, risque, uh, sexually inappropriate stuff comes out of Ponder's mouth every time on this show? It's like every time. I. I get it out before the show starts. Right, I know. I, yeah, all fair. It's where it's more appropriate. Right, right. I think it's and, and appreciate about it. me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the official beers of episode number two two zero, the big two two zero. Bill, two ten two twenty, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, my beer of the episode, as I tweeted out. Um, is a collaboration between uh, Sierra Nevada and Dogfish Head Brewery called Life and Limb. It is an ale brewed with maple syrup and birch syrup. It sounds uh, very good. A very autumnal beer. Sounds breakfasty. Yeah, it is. It's um, you can have it with bacon. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. If I had like maple bacon potato chips right now. It would be a perfect combination. And it's very good. Uh, uh, perfect for this time of year as, you know, temperatures are falling and, you know, we're... Uh, You're painting a picture. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, highly recommend it. Pick some up. Uh, I picked this up. Uh, I've seen it uh, Friar Tuck. I got this at Total Wine. Um, 
Very good stuff. Cool. Mr. Ponder. Hi. How's it going? Hey. Oh, you your, want my beer? I mean, if you, if you want to, okay. I can just move right along if you're not prepared and ready. It's up uh, to you. Well, I mean, I'm very prepared. I just was uh, in the middle of sending a tweet out telling everyone that we're live. So if you huh. follow me on Twitter, you're going to see that tweet here in a minute. Uh, but instead, I'll go ahead and do my, uh, my beer of the episode first. Uh, this is from uh, one of my favorite breweries here in the St. Louis area, the O'Fallon Brewery. Um, I always say that uh, that they have the best pumpkin beer. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, my wife thinks I'm a crazy pumpkin beer fan. Um, it's really not true. I like Oktoberfest better. I think, uh, Bill, we've had this conversation. I think you do too, correct? Yes. What's your favorite Oktoberfest uh, beer? Favorite uh, bottler? <sighs> do you have one? That's a good one. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a tough question. Um, I do like Schlafly's, and I actually Schlafly's do really enjoy um, Sam Adams. I was going to say, Sam I Adams was, is up there. Yeah, That's what I was going to say with Sam Adams. So, yep, that's a good one. Um, but uh, anyway, when it comes to pumpkin beer and why she always says that I'm a crazy pumpkin beer fan is because I always get the O'Fallon one, and I think O'Fallon has the best pumpkin beer. And, again, maybe I'm crazy, but it's just something about it. It's fantastic. Uh, they released something here. I think it was last year they released it for the first time, the Pecan Pie Pumpkin Beer. Um, I don't think it's as good. That sounds as good, though. Just the pumpkin beer, but it's really good still. It's still up there in terms of the different types of pumpkin beer there are. So uh, there's a sampler pack you can get at most places uh, that's got all the different flavors. There's a s'mores one, too, I believe. Um, so it's, uh, it's just great stuff for sitting around a campfire. This is bonfire season, folks. Come on over to the Ponder House. We're going to have a couple of those this year with my new fire pit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is great stuff. O'Fallon pumpkin beer, definitely the way to go if you're a pumpkin beer fan. Uh, mine is, uh, nothing spectacular like you two gentlemen have. Uh, I was on the treadmill right before the show and I did not feel like drinking anything of substance. <laughs> so it's... It's the uh, it's the the lightest of light, the Bud Light Orange Beer, the Mister Blues Hat Special. Mm. Shout out every time. I know. Well, you know, he's earned it. And speaking of Mister Blues Hat, did you see that Pat Maroon scored his uh, first goal in the Tampa Bay Lightning's first game? Yeah, I saw that. So did so Kevin Shattenkirk. He'll. Uh, I'm sure Maroon. That means Maroon's going to put up like 35 right this year. I mean, that's what yeah, he's... Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll get to it, but Sammy Blay is going to put up 40 then. <laughs> Leave the team in scoring. Dude's awesome. Uh, Love he's, him. yeah. Let's see how long he keeps that up. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, October 9th, 2019. Uh, in uh, 2010, today's date, the St. Louis Blues unveiled the Brett Hall statue on Brett Hall Way outside the Scott Trade Center. So that's a that's a rather big day. Uh, nineteen ninety nine. Today's date nineteen ninety nine. Pierre Turgeon of the St. Louis Blues recorded his one thousandth career point uh, versus the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, nineteen ninety seven, October 9th, nineteen ninety seven. Brett Hull scored his last overtime goal uh, and his twenty seventh and final hat trick for the St. Louis Blues versus the LA Kings at Keel Center in St. Louis. Twenty seven hat tricks. Man. That's a lot. That that's that's a ton of goals. That's a lot of goals. Um, almost uh, as impressive as James Neal scoring 
at all, and the guy has six goals. Uh, four in one game. I mean, I'll do it for you. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, today's date, 1976. Brian Sutter of the Kansas City Blues had his first pro fight and was ejected for pulling Tom Sandberg's hair. <laughs> this was versus the Salt Lake Golden Eagles. I guess you can eject it for pulling hair, huh? Well, back in the 70s, there was a lot of it to pull. There was a lot of long hair. Man, can you imagine seeing that now, like a guy just pulling another guy's hair in the NHL? Well, Who's got long well, hair right now? Maybe that's, uh, well, Joe Thornton, who pulled his beard a couple of years ago. Bacchus. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was Bacchus. Um, I wonder if that's he why Jamie... It. Is that why uh, Jamie Rivers uh, cut his hair when he played? Because he had long hair for a while. He did have that long mane. Well, and he's and that was a big deal when he cut it because he's part, you know, American Indian. I don't know what denomination. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fifty. He's a fifty. Uh, but uh, you know, that was I remember that being a big deal when he cut it. So now you got to make me look it up, Jamie. I know you're listening. Call on in, big boy. Well, I asked him about that on Twitter before he, you know. Uh, Blocked you. Blocked me. And he said, yep, that happened. So. Uh, Huron First Nations. Right. So huh. Not American Indian. No. Canadian yeah, First Canadian. Nations. Huron. Canadian, Native, um, can, can, Native Canadian? Is that what they're called? Is it H- First, just First Nations. H-U-R-O-N? H-U-R-O-N? Yeah, yeah, yeah. H-U-R-O-N? Is that it? Yes. Like uh, uh, that's uh, There's a hockey school, Huron Hockey School, that I think uh, my brother went to at one point. Just I tell you what, man, Jamie, Jamie Rivers did have some beautiful hair back in the day. Beautiful is a weird word. Oh, but come. I'm... No, it's beautiful. It's flowing. It's, he had it's some susta- substantial hair. He had some substantial hair. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, looking a little bit like uh, Mr. Ponder's here, looking good. I uh, finally get it now. You got Jamie Rivers' hair. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. I, I, I hope your hair looks better at his age than his does now. Oh, <laughs> he's still got some hair. He's still okay. got some. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he cuts it pretty short now. Does he? Does he seem pale on air? Do you? Anybody else? He seems like he's uh, like just just puked, like off air and went on, on the air. He seems like he's he's very pale. Maybe that's how he prepares. <laughs> he's like Glenn <laughs> like Hall. Hall pukes before yeah. every game. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. If it, whatever works for you. Yeah. Quite honestly, I have not caught a Blues intermission show yet this year. I tend to fast forward through them. No, I, I just, I haven't caught any of it live. I don't. Yeah. Well, the first game, oh, but that's NBCSN. Yeah, well, I, 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 I tend to join them halfway through or something. And I'll fast forward through the, the breaks and whatnot. So I, I, I don't need somebody to tell me what I just saw. <laughs> Remember back in the day when they used to have like the the kind of cool features, um, like. Uh, I remember once they had a feature about uh, uh, who was it? Greg Pazlowski and Brian Sutter or somebody, and they used to have like really kind of interesting features about like the the players and what they do off the ice. And yeah, there's just none of that anymore. No, it's all talking now. Yep. Uh, so uh, the Blues got a private tour of the Hockey Hall of Fame archives yesterday. Uh, the same uh, day or earlier in the day that, uh, that later that night they uh, donated a their Stanley Cup ring, one of the, uh, a ring, and the uh, the St. Louis Police badge that's Blues themed, uh, both to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So those are on display now, I imagine. 
So that's pretty cool. And it was, it was neat to see pictures of the Blues players uh, giving the tour behind the scenes at the Hockey Hall of Fame because they and like looking at having them look at players' sticks that were in the Hockey Hall of Fame, just the racks of sticks. And uh, seeing sticks that you know uh, Larry Robinson may have used or whatever, um, just kind of neat to see the, the the fantastic players nowadays, just like in awe of the stuff from the players back in the day. Man, I yeah. will say that when I worked at uh, Panini in Dallas uh, for uh, about that year, I was down there. They had the it was a, it was very closed off from us normal workers. It was typically just the. Uh, you know the 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 people who worked with the memorabilia that they would shred up and put into the cards. Um, one day they allowed me to go back there and take a look, and I probably spent half the day back there just looking at the the hockey memorabilia. Like there was a used Bobby Orr stick, um, there was used gloves from Wayne Gretzky, and just all this really cool stuff. And it was like it was really upsetting to me, and and I'm sure you guys are going to feel the same way because you think about it. That's not going to be around long. They're shredding it up to put it inside those special edition cards. And so it was it was bittersweet because I'd go back there and I'd literally hold a Bobby Orr stick and just say, oh, my God, this is so cool. But, hey, that's going to be taken off the rack in a couple days and shredded into 20 pieces to be used in cards. So it was but, – but, yeah, I mean, I imagine for these players that's kind of how it felt. Like, this is really cool to be able to see all this old memorabilia from these guys that I idolized growing up. Brayden. How many did you steal? I, I'm not telling. I mean, I mentioned the Bobby Orr stick just because that's the one that really stood out to me. Don't um, you have a Bobby Orr stick? No, <laughs> I got a Bobby sure? Orr jersey. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you said you you showed me a Bobby Orr stick one time. You said no, I, nice, oh. nice try, nice try, buddy. <laughs> um, I, I I tell you what though, I mean, I I went to the 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 guy in charge of memorabilia and I said. How much do you want for this? And he said, it's not for sale. I'm like, dude, just give me a price. Like, I want to take this with me. And they couldn't because they already had a deal. You know, it was a deal in place that uh, with the with the Bobby Orr Foundation or whatever, that they were going to get these cards out. And I'm like, they probably could have said 500 bucks, and I would have I done it. That would have been so cool to have in my hands. Braden Shen signed an eight-year deal last week. Wow. Out of the blue, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, one, uh, yeah. What are you know, things I didn't expect to hear that day for yep. a thousand, Alex? Uh, contract begins next season. Uh, Six point five million cap hit, fifty-two million total uh, on the contract. Um, his current cap hit is five point one two five million, so he gets like a million one point three seven five raise uh, per. Uh, so signed through two thousand twenty-seven twenty-eight. Uh, the years uh, map out like this: base salary eight million, eight million, five point two million, eight million, eight million, six point five million, four point three, and four. So it's front loaded a bit, uh, except for year three, which is at five point two. Uh, he's twenty years old now. Will be thirty seven when the contract is up. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Go ahead, Bill. Love the AAV. Hate the last two years of the term. That you mean the length, the length, yeah, because yeah. because the, the last two base right, salaries, right? Salary is fine, yeah. and hopefully you can bury it because he's not going to be an effective player the way that he plays, unless he you know is becomes a yeah third line a, checker, yeah, different type of player, um, which I can see him doing. Right? No, he's 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 a tremendously talented player. 
uh, totally worth the the dollars that we gave him. And you know, like you said, a complete surprise. Like I actually interrupted <laughs> my. I was having a, a a huddle with my team, and I got the notification on my watch, and I'm like, and I was like. Holy shit. And they're like, <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Sorry, blue snooze. <laughs> so yeah, it uh totally, totally surprised me. But yeah, the uh like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of you know having having it go eight years. Um, but uh, you have to do that to to get the AAV where it is. So okay. Yeah, yes. I mean I, I was just as surprised as Bill and, and I'm sure Kurt you were too. It would just you know, there, there was a little rumor that came out. Was it Elliot Friedman uh, earlier that day or even the night before that they were working on a contract extension and, and there might be something released soon? And I remember thinking, eh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe like a year or two. But, yeah, eight-year deal, I was blown away by that. But I will say that I, I, I want to be mad. I want to say this is a Steen contract. This is what a lot of people were saying. They were comparing it to Steen's deal. But I think... Now we need to probably look at. I, I probably should look this up before the show. When how old Steen was uh, when he signed his deal, as compared to when uh, I see Kurt getting ready to get on his computer there. So, thank you, Kurt. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, how old Steen was compared to how Shen is when he signs this deal? Because I, I don't know. I just feel like when Steen signed that deal, it was clear, and I think we even said it on this show that. He's at the back end of his of his career. You know, this is going to be the latter steer years of Alexander Steen. But I think with Shen, you still got three to four years of him being a a top player for the Blues. Now, yes, it's eight years, and again, you can argue all you want, you know, and that's fine that that he's not going to be a, a impact player in year six, seven, eight. But like Kurt said, that becomes a tradable contract, I think, because you know, yeah, your your cap hit's still high, but what you're actually paying him is very low. And also, I think he's still going to be effective. I don't think he's going to be like... And again, I don't think Alexander Steen is ineffective. It's just he's a fourth-line guy that that's basically all he can give you. I think Shen's going to be one of those guys, and, and I hate to make the comparison here, but you look at Joe Thornton, Jeremy Roenick at the end of their careers. Those guys, like... They're still they can still step up and have big games and still uh, if you in a pinch have to put them on the second line they can they, you know they still did still could and Ronick I'm talking about at the end of his career um, I think that's going to be Shen I think Shen has a game where he can still step in and be a guy late in his career so I and, and I don't think that when you look at this in in five six years the rest of the salaries across the league. I don't think that's going to kill as much as maybe an Alexander Steen contract is right now. Uh, uh, Steen's contract is a four-year contract, the one he's in now. Uh, first year of that contract was 2017-18. <clears throat> Excuse me. So oh, uh, he signed it. Didn't he well, sign he, it in 2015? He's, he's oh that early. He signed it a while ago. I, I thought. thought so too, but I was <laughs> living in Dallas when he signed that contract. Signed it that right was before the Montreal game. That was 2013. Okay. On, I'm going to look it up. Go ahead and give your thoughts, Kurt. I'll take care of it. Let's see. His standard contract, 14, 15, 16, 17, 15, 16, 16, 17. Well, cap-friendly is kind of confusing here because... Okay, uh, no, no, I got it. I got it here. So it's a four-year contract that he yeah. signed. 
guess he signed that in 2016. Oh, uh, yeah, September 23rd, right? 2016. That's when he signed it. His current okay. contract. That's yeah, I see that now. So yeah, it, it's and, and the one before that. That's right. The one before that he signed uh, in 2013. That's right. Okay. So and the and that the 2013 contract he signed was for was a three year contract, uh, 14, 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, and that contract had a cap hit of 5.8. His current four year contract has a cap hit of 5.750. So essentially the same. So and he okay, was yeah. uh, so. And he was thirty. He was, he was, he was 32. thirty-two when he signed this one, right? Yep. Thirty-two when he signed this one. Base salary of six point five his first year, then to seven million. Base year seven year. is base year seven seven five five and then three five. Okay, yeah, that's what I got. What I've got's a little off, but okay. that's fine. It's close. I mean, um, I've, I've got cap friendly. But, but again, thirty thirty-two, thirty-two. Yeah, I'm on uh, spot track. But uh, so he's 32 when he signed that. Uh, how old is Brady Shen right now? 28. Yeah. So you're that's a four year difference. Yeah. That's a uh, big deal. Yeah. It's not. It's not really the same as the Steen contract at all. I mean, age wise or, you know, I mean, Steen will be 30. What seven when this is contracts up? Yeah. Steen's was you put the two Steen contracts together. It's similar. Yeah. He'll be 36 when this one's over, but. Right, okay. so the same age when uh, about the same age ends up uh, when his is over. Yeah. So Woodsy twenty two says by the end of that term the team will be in rebuild mode anyway, and that that reminds me of and I don't know if you were going to get to Doug Armstrong's comments in his presser. Um, somebody asked him where do you see yourself in in eight years, and he said, uh, "What is that? What do you say? Like apologizing to the next GM of the Blues?" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, that, that's true. Woodsy's right. I mean, that's going to be uh, this team. The window's now to win, and that's why they want him back. They want him back, and they, they figure they could save a little money if they just tacked on a couple years, and that's what they did. And I think that's why I think next, this time next week we'll be talking about Petrangelo's extension in a very similar manner. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, the, <laughs> So, and speaking of which, the uh, the rumors there are that the Blues and Potential are close to a deal. Um, I saw an article in the Hockey Writers that suggested that Armstrong is using Oliver Ekman Larson's contract, which is eight years, sixty six million, and has an eight point two five million cap hit as framework for Petrangelo's, uh, and wants him to uh, Armstrong wants uh, Petrangelo to take a discount, like Falk and Shen did, uh, for in exchange for term, uh, so the team could largely stay together. So not unlike what they've done in Boston with their top line, uh, with Bergeron, Marchand, and, and Pasternak. So uh, they've taken discounts to keep their their team together for the most part. Because they had to pay money to David Bass. Right, who yeah. wouldn't take a discount <laughs> right. to stay here. Right, that's so funny. Yeah, irony. Um, so that, you know, and that contract framework would be right in line with my, uh, more or less with my exact cap hit number that I suggested online the other day that uh, I hoped Petrangelo was the Blues are signing for. Uh, I, I had a conversation with Randy Carricker, who I respect tremendously. I, I love Carricker. I think he's got really good takes on just about every St. Louis sport. He's a, he's a good, he's a good, got a good hockey mind. He's got a great baseball mind, football mind. Um, he just got good takes. And, uh, but he, I, I disagreed with him on his take uh, on Twitter. We had a conversation about it and he was under the impression that Petrangelo could get 10 plus million on the open market. 
And well, I was like, man, I don't know. He could. I, he could. He, he might. But and I, I think and I, he could. If that's the case, I say, see ya. I'm not going to. No, no, totally. And if he wants and, that money. Right. And, but but and on said, the open market is different than him signing this year. Right, 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 right. right. And, I, and so I said, I, I think the Blues, I, I'm thinking the blue, if he signs here, it's going to be a contract like eight-ish million cap hit. Yeah, per. I see that. The Blues aren't doing nine or ten. They're not. No. no There's no they way. They can't afford it. There's no, no way. It, no. They're going to be in cap hell worse than Toronto if they do yeah. that. And uh, I, 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 if somebody gives him $10 million, I don't – I mean, he's not – that would make him the third highest paid defenseman in the league. He's never won a Norris. He's not even in the conversation for being a nominee. I mean, he's a good defenseman. He's real good. But but we've had issues with Petrangelo in the past. And and it happened. I mean, he he's – he he's not consistent enough, right? Uh, to warrant ten million a year, not nine, nine million plus. He's just not consistent enough. But he's got two goals in three games. I understand. He's he's and he had a great playoffs. Yeah, and he had and he and he, he was a monster. In the yeah, playoffs, fantastic defensively. Um, and some fans are like, well, you got to pay him for that. Uh, okay, I mean that's an argument you can you can try to make. I, I get it, but um, man, eight years though. I mean, if that's the if that's the I mean, I'd say I say six. I'd want to go six years. I'd go six years, eight and a half per. I think that's good. Um, well, I guess it's going to come down to uh, to Armstrong. How much does he really believe that? You know that he'll be apologizing. You yeah, know, in eight years. I, I just. Know? But the way I, that I see it is, it's it's worth it. And I know that it's easy to say that now and not in eight years. You know, the question will be. Was it worth to have all these ridiculous contracts? Looking at like the LA Kings and the Chicago Blackhawks, I think the answer is yes. I mean, it's got to be because if you can Wait, is win what, is, sorry, cups, sorry, right? Sorry, Jeff, is what worth it? Is is eight million worth Sign, it or ten? I'm saying all these contracts they're signing, all these extensions. Oh, the Blues, right? To these yes, to these guys that are going to be in their late thirties by the time they're up, and maybe even forties. I think it's worth it. You go out and you win as many cups as you can. When you have that window open, you yeah. you jump through it uh, with and streamers the, on your feet. I mean, and, you do it as much as you can. And the Blues are in a unique situation here. They they didn't lose a few players that they wanted to keep. You know, they didn't lose a couple key guys after they won the cup because of the cap. You know, like a lot of teams do. They lose a guy or two. Like a guy they acquired at the deadline, a high-priced guy that they as a rental that they lost. They didn't, they didn't have that. They didn't have... Uh, a, a big contract that's just that. Oh, we like to resign him, but we can't. We got to resign these guys, and just the cost of doing business with one in the cup and having high price guys. The Blues don't have that problem. They traded away Edmondson, which you know that's that was not a. Let's be honest, that was not a huge loss. Edmondson yeah. was a, is a serviceable defense defenseman can be really good, but he was inconsistent. Um, and, and what we got in return? Oh yeah, is much more ridiculous. consistent. Sure, and yeah, and Maroon is. We talked about him a lot. Uh, personally, I was we're a better team without him. Uh, yeah. Plugging other guys in there in his spot, I like it. Sammy Blay yeah. is making everybody forget about Pat Murray. Right, we're a better team this yep. year. Right, so oh, we are for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. So, uh, and I think that 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 that's a huge deal that the Blues don't have to deal with losing players that they wanted to keep uh, after winning a cup. So, and then keeping that together, if you can. That's, I mean, you do it right. because that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I think the question. Oh, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. I was just going to say, selling everybody on it right now while the feeling is still there right. and the season's starting off so strong. I right. think that's a key part of it too. 
like you know you bring in Justin Falk and you're you're showing people you know it, it sent a message to the rest of the team that you know we're not we're not resting on our not- laurels as an organization but at the same time it also we talked about this last week when we were talking about the the Falk acquisition it, it's sending a message to Petra that we're building and you yeah. can be a part of it or you can't you know if you choose you want more money we've got two guys here that are going to be pretty damn good anyway i th- i think i think petrangelo can sign here for 8ish million dollars per mm-hmm. for 6 to 8 years if he wants that right i and- i think he totally deserves to be one of the top 3 the paid blues Oh yeah, so okay, so uh, if he were to get ten million on the open market, that would put him third highest paid in salary per season. Okay, so is he top three defenseman in the league? I don't think so. Not even is not Drew Doughty at this point. That's yeah, but he was. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean. Right. He he he's won the Norris Trophy. So I mean, but it, really, I mean, you look at when you think about. Uh, I think back to the Dion Phaneuf contract when he signed it with Toronto. Now there's a lot of people who hated that contract. What was it? Five years, and he was making like seven per. It was a lot of money, but to the Toronto Maple Leafs, that was what they needed. They needed a guy who could log big minutes. Maybe he wasn't one of the best in the league, but you had to get him locked up because you needed sure. a number one defenseman. I, and I think I, that's that's how Petro is going to go in if there is an open market for him, if he goes into free agency, and they say, well, you know, you're not really a $10 million defenseman. Okay, but you need a guy who can step up to be that $10 million defenseman. That's the way his agent's going to pitch it, and and I'm the guy that can do that. Hmm. It's a different conversation than is he – is he one of the top defensemen in the league? The question is, is he the top defenseman on your team? But but the question is, I'm just asking, is he a top three defenseman? Is he a top five? Is he top ten? I you think, think he's top, top ten. I'm thinking top ten too. I think he's a top yeah. ten guy. Yeah. And and, this, and his and it's a that's a fantastic defenseman. But I mean, if you're I mean, I guess in my mind, like, and that made, you made a good point, Jeff, what you said. But I think in in my mind, I think that. You know, if I look at if he does sign for ten million plus somewhere, I'm thinking, man, that's third highest, and I'm like, he's not the he's not third best. He's just and that to me, you're overpaying, right? So I mean, and and if he can get it and he wants it, eh, more power to you. Go ahead. I mean, but but how often does the top three, the top five defenseman hit the open market? Sure. No, it, I it, I it I, doesn't I, happen. I got gotcha. you. I get it. And so people overpay for it. Yeah, I get it. But I I and, and I agree. But my my point is is that if he gets that he's being overpaid. No, I so, I no, I, I, yeah. I don't disagree whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. But whenever anybody hits the open market, they're overpaid. I David guess Backus. not. You think Maroon's overpaid? Yeah. No, <laughs> not Maroon. No, no, no. Yeah. no <laughs> um, but no, I'm saying no, I, I get what you, I get what you mean. Different player. Your your elite players a, a tend top to tier player. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're going to get overpaid in the open market. That's how contracts keep going up. Because these guys hit the open market, but, and then they're just signing ridiculous deals. He won't. He won't get eight years, though. I don't he won't. He won't get. Eight he won't get he'll he, probably he'll 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 get five at ten, ten point five. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, five at ten or or six at eight or or whatever. I'm. Yeah. yeah I don't I know. So. I, I. It's you know. It's it's. 
half a dozen in one hand and six in another. I don't know. There are still stupid old school mentality GMs that will throw both money and tournament heads. I know. I, I Maybe. I guess. Oh, I, actually, it's funny because uh, before the rumors uh, hit the other day that they were close to a deal, uh, you, you, you'd hear, it's always the Toronto people, the right. Toronto fans, the Toronto media. Mm-hmm. Well, Petrangelo could be coming to the Maple Leafs if uh, you know doesn't sign with the Blues. I'm like, yeah, you guys, every every big name free agent that hits that hits the market is going to Toronto. Every single fucking one. Yep. It's every annoying one. as hell. Even though they have, well, even though they have like what one dollar in cafes right now. <laughs> yeah, and still have to worry about coming up with money for Austin Matthews, right? When's so, his contract? His, his next year, right? Next his, year. His, his last yeah. year contract right? this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absurd. Um, but you know, Toronto's the center of the hockey universe, so they believe. Well, um, so kind of are. T- talking, they are. But uh, talking about the Blues here, I, the question for me isn't you know what do you do about Shen? What do you do about Petrangelo? Even before the Shen contract was signed, it's who on this team right now, looking at this roster, uh, who is expendable? Who is the expendable guy? Because you've got a Stanley Cup roster that obviously is going to be challenging for a cup for at least the next two to three years, who is expendable? And I think that that's what the Blues mentality is right now. I think that's what Armstrong did after the, the, the cup celebration was over. It was, okay, Pat Maroon, yeah, I could we could live without him. Uh, and then when the, the fall conversation started, okay, Joel Edmondson, you want him? Yeah, we, we, we could do and without him. The thing with Edmondson, too, is that he, he got a little more money than I think uh, – he should have gotten oh, they didn't arbitra- want to pay him that arbitration, much. right? Yeah. I think that that probably. I mean, he wasn't making a ton, but I was like, yeah, I think he's making a million more than he should. And after I arbitration, was, so yeah, he's I easy to trade. I think it was all the conversation of I want to trade this guy started before even arbitration started, because he. I think Armstrong knew he was going to get more, and we all knew. We all knew he was going to get more than he was probably worth. Um, but but that's the conversation, and so I'm going to throw out my hot take for right now, um, and. Uh, of what I think the answer to this question is. You look at the big-name players on this team, and obviously I'm, I'm leaving out the Bozaks and the Perrons. Those guys, if you can move them, I think you will over time. But I think Jaden Schwartz has become expendable. I think you mentioned I, that last season. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know it's he was, he was bad. He had a rough year until that first round in Game 5 when he came out of nowhere and scored that huge goal and then had the hat trick. I... It's, it's nothing to do with any hate towards Jane Schwartz. I love Jane Schwartz. He's a heck of a hockey player. Always going to be up here for me because he brought this team a cup. Um, one of the guys that brought this team a cup. But I just look at this roster and say, okay, obviously they want to keep Shen. They're going to keep Tarasenko. They want to keep Falk. They want to keep Pareko. You can only keep maybe five to six guys through multiple cup runs if you're talking a span of about four or five years. And I think over time, Schwartz has become a guy that they think they can do without. So you're, you, that's why Shen was signing this deal, is I think Shen has replaced Schwartz in that untouchable category. And and I'm not saying that they're going to trade him or uh, you know this season or anything, but I'm just saying I, I could see him through time becoming one of the uh, the guys that, that could be let go uh, in order to let this key team keep rolling on new contracts for these uh, core players. Right. I think Schwartz 
at the early part of his career before he he had the successive ankle injuries was you know a lot of people were saying well this guy could be could one day be a captain of this team and through the injuries and inconsistency he's kind of played himself out of that role now do the blues win the cup without his contributions in the playoffs uh, that's tough. That's a that's that's a t- that's a tough yes to say. Yeah, I mean, cause it he, is. But his, his his contributions against Winnipeg alone. Right. I mean, it, it was just it was timely. And I mean, who, who was it, Mister Blues hat, or who was it that tweeted something about him in February? Uh, no, it was Samanetta. He tweeted in February. Schwartz is just saving his goals for the playoffs, <laughs> which <laughs> which was very pressure. Yeah. Hat trick. Hat trick. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Hattrick against uh the Jets, Hattrick against the Sharks. And you know, he Oh that he, last second goal uh, against Winnipeg to yeah, uh, the the Bozak the comeback. Tippen. Yeah. Oh my god. And and you go back and you watch game 7 and like they they were talking him up, you know, once NBC finally got around to talking up some of the Blues players because it was obvious we were going to win the cup. They were praising his, you know, in, in this is the most underrated part of his game is his defensive work and his positioning and his ability to get in and get pucks off of people. It's, it is very underrated, but he, he's always been looked at as a guy who's got to contribute more goals than he does during the regular season. And I think ultimately that's why he's played himself out of maybe not played himself out of, but he's allowed other people to surpass him when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the importance to the long-term success of the team. Uh, Schwartz has uh, two assists in three games so far this season. Uh, what's Tarasenko at? Uh, Tarasenko, same, two assists. Sammy Blay, yeah, two I, goals, two assists. I was going to say, I mean, if, I kind of feel like uh, Tarasenko has kind of, I mean, it's a, it's been a very small sample size of games, but he has not been the Tarasenko that we have come to love and know for the past couple months. But it's it's funny you, you say that and, you know, look at the record of this team and you say, well, shit, wait until he turns it on. Yeah. Well, which very well could be tomorrow night going into Ottawa. That's true. Which, speaking of Ottawa, um, I, I had this marked down to talk about later, but since you brought it up, their website does not have standings listed in their main menu <laughs> as a main as a main oh link. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, if I'm if I'm with the Senators, I don't want people to know the standings either. <laughs> you have to go into it's a, it's in a sub menu. The standings are in a sub menu on their website. That's weird. Uh, it, <laughs> but by design, for sure. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's on purpose. It's under stats. The standings are under are under the stats category. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, Alabama Blues fan says, uh, having Falk locked down for a while seems to get the Blues more leverage. Um, In the Petrangelo deal, for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that was one of the first things people were saying. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So now the Blues don't Man, have we to. Have, uh, we are starting to get uh, Blues fans from all 50 states. We've gotten uh, we got Hawaii Blues fan that's contributed to the show. We've had the Nevada Blues fan. Now we've got Alabama Blues fan. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's keep rolling them in. Let's let's hit all 50 states, folks. Let's go for Wyoming well, next week. I'm gonna yeah. Let's do that. I'm gonna guess there aren't many, aren't many uh, hockey fans in what Montana. 
Or well, uh, there, I'm sure there are plenty. Nevada. We have that. Uh, we we have Nevada. Las Vegas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, not, um, not, not, well, there's not no. any. There's not any in Delaware because Delaware doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm just saying. Have you ever met anyone from Delaware? Do you know of any no. landmarks in Delaware? No, and I've it never. Doesn't exist. I, and I've never seen it in person. Just it's seen pictures of it on TV. Huh. It's not real. I. You just blew my mind. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Bob Baston says, PowerPoint is still making me ill. How long until we should be worried? Oh, he answered the only question. November 1st. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? To be honest, I, th- I have thought, I thought the power play looks good. They just haven't capitalized. I, well, I, ex- except for the Petro goal in the first game. Right, right? which was a beautiful goal. My which God. clearly he belongs on the first power play unit. <laughs> yeah, that pissed me off so bad. I don't know how many conversations I had. Thank God Petro's finally off the power play. And uh he's the guy that gets the power play goal. He scores a uh, a humdinger of a goal. Yeah. yeah, it was. The uh I I I'm not I'm not we you said Jeff's small sample size with stuff and the yeah. power play sucked the uh, you know, well what tenth in the league last year, but in the playoffs it was terrible. Uh, I'm not concerned yet. I like. I mean, you give Falk time to get to start gelling with people, and uh, I, I, and I've actually liked the way it's looked. Yeah. They moved the puck very well. I just, you know, they've just been, and they gave up, a, they gave up a shorthanded goal. <laughs> uh, but I think the power play will come around. I'm optimistic I think so about too. it. Well, it's not only that the the addition of Falk, and then you've already got guys on this team that are. You know, I mean, uh, you look at uh, the numbers that Shen's put up on the power play and Tarasenko that you, again, we talked about him last week, the assistant coach edition of Mark Savard, uh, power play specialist in his day, power play coach. Um, just give it time. Um, again, I, I don't think we're concerned yet. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, as much as I hate to say this because you do want your power play to gel, the Blues are winning games, and they won a Stanley Cup with a shitty power play. So at the end of the day, you can win without a good power play. You just you want to see them convert a little more yeah. than they have. Yeah, it's harder to win without a good yeah. power play. But yeah. it's I mean, you, you, if your five-on play is, is, is really good, then obviously you don't need it, but at least as much. Uh, the season opener versus Washington uh, was an overtime loss, 3-2. to two. Uh, banner raising ceremony. Uh, we talked about Falk as far as participating in this or not participating in this. He actually uh, didn't. Uh, he was out there and they went back. Did you hear that? He went I back. Heard, uh, he was, yeah. I heard he was actually the one that uh, then went out and actually right. raised the banner for him. He he actually <laughs> lifted it up. Uh, you couldn't see him. He was uh, uh, he was wearing all black clothes. I was not. But they put him on. They put him on wires and he lifted up the banner for everybody. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently, lie, yeah, way. and he was asked about it, and he <laughs> he said uh, something along the lines of, uh, "Yeah, that's their achievement. I mean, that's you know, I'll let them enjoy that. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'm not with He came out because everybody got right. announced, like doing it in numerical order. And right. Then, uh, he gets announced, and then just goes back to the sure to the locker room. Yep. And I mean, uh, kind of classy. Right. Oh, on his own. He, he he said he did it on his own, which I think I would have done the same thing. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. What do you What do you do? What's What's the alternative? You know, I mean, you don't want to stand out. What are you going to go sit in the corner of the rink? Are you going to go sit on the bench? I mean, that's a that's a weird position to be put in. So that's I, probably I'm, the best answer you can give. I'm sure the team 
maybe they talked to him about it, and they and I'm sure they would never say you can't come out here. Yeah. That would be a weird thing. A weird. What if he wanted to be out there? Well, you know, go ahead, whatever. But I'm sure the team would not tell him, no, don't come out here. That would be a really bad. Hey, loser in the Eastern Conference Final. Right. You stay out of here. Um, the Blues jumped out to but, a two. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's talk a little bit more about the ceremony. So, what you guys? I think it kind of started. Maybe it was last year with Washington, the skating the cup on the rink again. You know, and obviously they didn't get to do it at Enterprise at the end of last season. What did you? What do you guys think of doing that before the next season? I, I thought it was fine since they didn't raise the cup on the ice here when they won it. Right. I, I thought it was fine. That's right. Allow them yeah. to present it to the fans. I actually it's, liked it. I, mean, I saw yeah. them doing it. Like, oh, that's I like that. That's cool. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'll admit when I. It was only it, it was only the it, it was only the cap it was only a potential on me and uh Steen and uh yeah who, and uh, who Tarasenko. Tarasenko? Yeah. Tarasenko. It, it was, was yeah, yeah. Tarasenko. Yeah. It was just the captain. They they didn't overdo it. They didn't right. bring Chris Thorburn back out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, God, that would have been awesome. Yeah. It's, Welcome Pat Maroon. <laughs> no, I I uh I think it was I think it was Washington that did it first. And at first I remember when I watched that last year I thought Really? Like, come on, it's the next season. It's time to defend it. Stop skating it. But then as the season went along, I actually thought it, it hit my head, you know, about like November, December-ish. And I thought, you know, they won it on the road. So, like, doing that in front of your fans one time, yeah, you get the parade, but you don't really get to skate it, which is just a completely different thing. I became okay with it. And then obviously seeing the Blues do it this year, it, it, it you know, it was it was cool. It was really cool to see... On Scott Trade, I'm sorry, Scott Trade Enterprise Ice, uh, the Blues skate the cup because they didn't get to do that before. They took that that picture with it. I think that was the day the day of the parade because there's a couple drunk looking Blues players in that picture, but they didn't get to skate it in front of the fans. So so being able to do that at the home opener, I was all for. It. I thought that was really cool. Three two OT loss. Uh, we actually uh, in every game this season we've scored first. And uh, this game jumped out to a 2-0 lead on two beautiful goals. Yeah, oh, quick start. My God. Quick start, play goal. Uh, beautiful. Perron, fantastic pass. Yeah, uh, back Perron, door, 53 seconds in. Perron's, Perron's set up so far this year, man. Him and Blay, he's, him and Blay have uh, teamed up for a couple goals. Yeah, nice they, ones. they look great together. When he decides to pass the puck and not try to make three extra moves, he's right on the tape every time. He's he's very accurate with his passes, and I, I wish he would do that more often. So uh, Blay got the uh, goal from Perron, 53 seconds in, and then at uh, the 7:55 mark of the first, Petrangelo scored on the power play, which we touched on uh, a bit ago uh, from Ovechkin's office. I mean, and it was very Ovechkin-like, and that yeah. the one-timer from the from, from the dot, uh, just yeah, top of the circle. Oh God, yeah, yeah beautiful. Blew it by uh, uh, upper upper glove by Holpe. Great um, shot, but did I just read this wrong? It the way that he shot it, it looked uncomfortable. Like the way that he one timed that puck, I don't think he it wasn't it didn't look very smooth to me. It was kinda like a like a oh shit, let's get the shot off. And I mean Petrangelo? it worked and it was a beautiful yeah, and it was a beautiful shot. But it was just I feel like his body positioning, he just he looked very awkward in doing it. That's a sign of a good player that can uh, get that kind of a shot off when it's an oh shit moment. Oh shit, gotta get it off. And you get that kind of a shot off? That was that was almost a John Kelly uh, analysis there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the, uh, well, that's like the, a sign of a good pa- player there, Panger. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, he's the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't, why wouldn't he? Be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, of course, the Caps came back to tie it with two unanswered uh, Bollmeister bites on the Ovechkin fake uh, and the toe drag and uh, shot using Pareko as a screen that beats Bennington for a post in the first period. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I criticized the Blues play in the past when Ovechkin scores and got jumped all over on Twitter because the uh, Blues fans will say cool it's generation. Ovechkin. It's Ovechkin. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't defend that. It's Ovechkin. I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, he's a fantastic player and he can score some amazing goals that 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 are really hard to defend. But come on, every goal he scores is not like a come on. But I think. Yeah, whatever. So I I was not a fan of the way Bomisha played that, but whatever. Um, and then Orlov tied the game on the power play off of uh, Steen's stick and over Bennington's shoulder. Kind of a bad break, a tip. Yeah, it's but, yeah. It, going back and watching those goals over again, you know, like I, there were saves that if they're clean through or shots that if they're clean through Bennington makes the save. Oh yeah. But Pareko standing right in front of him on the yep. Ovechkin release. And, you know, maybe you can fault Bennington a little bit because you know, Ovechkin's going to be shooting. So maybe be out just a step higher, but yeah, yeah. again, he didn't see it though. He didn't see it. So. Um, uh, and then Bill, the, I wanna... the Orlov shot. I mean, Steve, it's just, all I... it does is one, like just, one millimeter off of Steen's stick changes trajectory, pulls it. It's like the it's like the the goal in the finals. Uh, was it uh, Edmondson shot it and it went off somebody uh, one of the defenseman's f- uh, skates that went over uh, Rask's shoulder, like just uh, as upper corner as you can go. Kind of a really lucky bounce, but it was a big goal. That kind of thing. I mean, just you, 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 goalie can't you can't defend that. Well, I want to ask you. I know that uh, we got a couple more. Oh, it was Bartuzzo. Yes, right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, Bill, being the goalie guy here, and I know we got a couple more games to touch on here. But uh, overall, you think uh, Bennington's answered the bell pretty well to open the season? Um, I he's got a nine four six save percentage, five on five. Is that right? Right. So and nine two something on a power play. Yeah, so he's. I, I think a lot of people came into this season expecting him to walk on water, and you know just be lights out and play a hundred percent in the zone. I, I. You think I, a lot of people did? Uh, like, I know there were a lot of people that did. I guess, but he technically is walking on water. <laughs> just, just want to point that out. That's that, uh, that water is, is melted ice. Yeah, it's actually not water. Just. So, yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's not. It's in water. a frozen state. It's it's a, uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's a matter it's a, at this point. It's a chemical. Right? It's, it's not really water. It's a chemical. It's a chemicals are mixed in with the water. It freezes at a higher temperature than water does. Do you know that? Next on next on talking, Mister Mister Wizard. <laughs> it does. The the ice they use in NHL ranks or hockey ranks freezes at a higher temperature than regular water because they they put something in it. It's not really water. Just saying. And it makes sense. It does. It, it makes total sense. But, you know, I, I, I think that there have been a couple goals that uh, Bennington would like to have had back. But uh, you go to, you know, not to skip too far ahead, but you go to Monday night's game and uh, the save he makes in the third period 
on the shorthanded attempt by, I'm not even going to attempt to say the name, the, the Russian rookie that made the Leafs. It was reminiscent of the Nordstrom save that completely, yeah. you know, that it, was beautiful. It, it I was cemented the, the win. Yeah. It wasn't quite as dramatic, but it was, it was like in the same, the same kind of save. Yeah. Right. It was, it was, yeah, I right. thought the same thing. His, and a, and a his big ability, save when the team needed it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, his, his ability to deliver the save when it's needed and his, his apparently innate ability to, uh, to maintain his, uh, you know, his upper balance without falling over on his stomach and pushing across. I mean, how many times did we laugh and ridicule Jarl Holak for trying to make a save while on his face? <laughs> because he didn't, he couldn't do that. He couldn't prop himself up while pushing across. It's thing of beauty. Uh, could you could you do that in your day, Bill? Um, no. Were you a good lateral <laughs> moving goalie? Um, no. Bill was good. At, <laughs> Bill was good at breaking the sticks over the crossbar. That oh, was, good. That was my signature move. <laughs> Give up bad goal, break stick over crossbar. <laughs> he was a he, a la Ed Belfour. Um, Verona scores uh, in uh, the overtime. Um, that was a frustrating goal. Yeah, he, he curls the zone and 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 lets yeah. a wrist shot go that be Bennington under the under, under the glove over the pad uh, off of Bennington. And, and uh, it, it was just bad containment by the Blues. It's like he's a rookie; he's not going to do anything. They give him just enough space to get off a shot. Yeah, and I, I I and I didn't I didn't like the goal on Bennington. No, I thought it was no. a softy. Um, one he looked like he saw and looked like he should have had, but. I mean, Jake Allen would have clearly had it. You never know. <laughs> he is a top tier backup, you know. Of course, yes. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of the the goal on Bennington either. I, I think overall, I mean, it wasn't like it was. I wouldn't go as far to call it soft, but it's one that I think he normally has. Um, but I will say that when I saw Verona uh, curl and and come in on his forehand like that and just kind of go around all the blues, all three blues. Uh, I think he got away from was Chen on that play. Um, I right away. I mean, even before the guy shot, I said, "Okay, here's a goal." I mean, I, I knew it. I knew it was coming, just because that was uh, poor management by the Blues, like Bill said, and then uh, like Kurt said, the uh, Bennington again, one he probably should have had, but you know, give a little credit to to Verana. The guy uh, that was that was a good shot, well placed. He did very put on hard. That. Yeah, yeah, he put it on he put it on net, which is more than Steen can say, am I right? Uh, uh, but no, it it was a it was a good play for the Capitals, but at the same time, you you look at that as a Blues fan or as a Blues coach, and you say, yeah, he probably should have never gotten that shot off in the first place. Uh, the Caps, I think, shot the... I think they underestimated his speed on that play. Possibly, or they just uh, it was three on three, and they guys get space. Uh, Caps, yeah. I shot the Blues thirty four to twenty two. Uh, Blues were one for two on the power play. Caps were one for three. I thought the Blues came out on fire in this game. The, the, the best period of the season was the first period of game one, minus the yeah. last five minutes of it. Right. Uh, they were they were amazing. Right. Yeah. Totally emotionally charged. Yeah. You see it one of two ways with a banner raising in that kind of ceremony. Teams either come out emotionally supercharged and dominate like the Blues did, or they just fall flat and get walked the entire game. 
And it, it seems like we've already fallen back into the typical pattern we're used to where the Blues forget to show up for the second period of games. Which has happened a lot this season so far. Three games, yeah. three times. Pretty much, yep. Um, yeah, and speaking of which, I, I, I tweeted this out and I, because it's important. Uh, Todd Reardon, head coach of the uh, Capitals. <laughs> former, former Blues blue. great. Former Blues former blue great. <laughs> looks like that one Lowe's employee that is not allowed to drive the forklift. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> uh, too funny. I don't know. That's uh, that's <laughs> popped into my head. I'm like, why am I thinking that? But that's it. Print it. Uh, print. Put it out there. There are there it's are so here. many gold. coaches. I feel like in the NHL, uh, Boudreaux, Trotz. Oh, yeah. uh, they they all look like the same guy. And I think that Reardon is slowly morphing into that. Yeah, Boudreaux looks like the guy that would greet you going into Lowe's. <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you. There is the name of this episode. <laughs> Boudreaux looks like the guy that would greet you at Lowe's. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Webster says, would not be surprised to see the Caps and Blues in the finals this year. I would um, love that. That'd be great. The last two cup winners facing facing off. Because honestly, man, like as much as I enjoyed the Stanley Cup final last year, I just went into it, and, and obviously throughout the entire time, just like everyone else in St. Louis and probably everyone else in the country except in the Northeast, was saying, "God, I hate the Bruins. I hate the Bruins." And yeah, obviously, when you play a team in the playoffs, seven game series, there's going to be a little bit of hate there, but. I feel like I would like full on really enjoy a series against the Washington Capitals because they're not a team that I, I hate. I don't look at them and say they've got a Brad Marchand. They've got a bunch of whiny bitch fans. They do you have know? a Tom Wilson though. They do have a Tom Wilson. There's always got to be a villain. And and if he's the only villain on that team right now, Who? I mean, I guess maybe Oshi. Tom, Tom would, Wilson would, does dish out clean hits though. So, okay. Um how's When's the next recording of that show? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, they're on hiatus. Huh? Yeah. They're on hiatus? <laughs> I, I was going to say the word is hiatus. Yeah, hiatus. Yep. Uh, permanent vacation? Cool. Aerosmith? Um, and uh, light uh, sound geometry analog electronics. Scuba says, how does Falk look? Uh, I think he's looked good in the spurts. What do you guys he's think? been fine. I, yeah, he's been fine. I uh, you, you notice him in spurts, like uh, making a play. And say, oh, that was slick. Kind there, of thing. You know, you think you think of like um, the defense when the Blues have acquired over time, and you know when they first got Shattenkirk, he was flashy as can be, and this guy's going to be a superstar. Um, you think of like Zabinik Mahalik when they got him, he didn't really impress me. I know he was a defensive defenseman, but he was out of position a lot. I know he was coming off an injury, but. You know, there was always a lot of times where it was, okay, what the hell? Why'd we, why are we playing this guy? Why is this guy in the lineup? Uh, I haven't gotten any of that with Falk yet. There hasn't been any, oh, shit, what are you doing? He's obviously not getting the system. There hasn't been any moments like that with him. And, and you know, he hasn't been, uh, you know, he hasn't been a uh, Ryan O'Reilly out there. But, I mean, he's making the plays. He's playing smart. Uh, passes are on the tape. He's not trying to make the extra move. Uh, he's doing all the right things, and I think uh, he's just trying to get himself comfortable with the system, and I'm looking forward to see how he'll look in 10, 15 games. 
Uh, game two, St. Louis versus Dallas uh, was a three to two Blues win. This this game, I was looking out of the first half of the, this month, start of the season. This is the game I was excited about. You know, the home opener, obviously, right? Um, doesn't matter who you play, you're excited. But this game against Dallas, I was jazzed for this game because obviously, you know, game seven, double overtime, could have gone either way. Um, fantastic series. Uh, and they and then the last so, time Dallas was on Enterprise Ice, they were shaking hands. And uh, the last shot that Bishop faced last season was a goal, and the first shot he faced this season uh, against the Blues was a goal. <laughs> yep. So two in a row going against Bishop, but uh, separated by an off season uh, against the Blues. Um, and they scored the Blues scored earlier for the second straight game. And Perron and Blay were involved again. Uh, Blay passed to Perron on the on the rush after enter the zone, and Perron receives the pass across his body. Let's a quick high shot go that beat Bishop high glove. Uh, that is I, for those of you who have not played. Uh, that's a ridiculously hard play to make to re- to receive the pass across your body, and then get the shot off that quick with that much muster on it, and and put it in that spot. Holy hell, that was a really difficult play, and he made it look honest- super easy. I will be honest with you. The last time I attempted that exact play, I fell flat on my face. <laughs> yeah. Most people, I think, are just trying to shovel it at. The yeah, net right. And not yeah. not try to put oh, any he kind of direction got on it. A lot of zip on it, and it yeah. was a well placed. That was a that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the Blues scored. Uh, well, I mentioned that already. Then for the uh, second straight game, the Blues surrendered the lead after scoring first, which. Uh, you know, whatever. Giving up uh, goals to uh, Yanmark, uh, which is a shorthanded goal. And own a, goal. An own goal, yeah. Heisman. Yeah, that, that, and I've, <sighs> get, as far as if I'm, if I'm, I, I just want to, like, Schwartz, what the fuck? I, Thank I mean, you. I'm glad. Thank you. Jesus glad Christ. I mean, uh, Bennington is six inches away from covering it. And he comes in and sweeps it away like he's Gunnarsson in the final last year, uh, in, the, in Game Seven. I, early like, season jitters. I'm like, I, I get it, buddy. I'm like, I don't. There was no one there. I mean, there was a guy trailing Schwartz, but all Schwartz has to do is kind of like box out the guy coming yep. in. And but Bennington had it anyway. He was gonna. He, that, there was n- there was no way no one was. In, it, it was it was a covered puck. And Schwartz fucked it up. I think I think that's a, a the difference between a, a defenseman like Gunnarsson or just a defenseman in general because that's your focus in practice. And if there's a loose puck, you you get it out, you know, whatever, you know, you shove it into the goalie, whatever you need to do. You can tell that's not a play that Schwartz has practiced a lot lately because that's not a play you make. You don't shovel it like that uh, when you're the first stick there. And he put it right in his own net. That was not. A good play, and um, I, I know a lot of people were, oh, you know, he was trying to come back, and but but Kurt, I'm with you, man. That's a play where you just have to just get your body there, stand in, stand on top of the crease, and let Bennington come back and make that that cover. I mean, he that was, was just all around a terrible play by Jaden Schwartz. Mister Blues Hat says no. The Blues played Dallas in the preseason. Like, those don't count. You may have paid for it, but it doesn't count. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, loser. Oh, that's too no too too much no. too soon. Okay, you're fine. such He's a, a champion. dick, Jeff. He's a champion. He's all a right, world world right. champions. Sorry, world, world champions. champions. World champions. How's that six hundred dollar ring? We, we, you there, we, Mr. Blues Hat. We cannot complain because we won the cup. 
That's right. <laughs> no criticism. We should go a show with not criticizing anything. That's right. <laughs> we Just, should. We, we should call it the, we won. We won the cup show. Yeah. We're not allowed to complain about a damn thing. See how that goes. Yeah, well, I mean, we could say like, uh, oh yeah, you know, that's a, an own goal on Schwartz, but we won the cup. Lowest rated show of all time. Call it <laughs> <in> right now. <laughs> I, and we have a brand new audience of annoying people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, so we got. We have the Schwartz own goal, uh, credited Radic Foxa, and then Miro Heiskinen yep. back the other way. What uh, I mean, it looked like the Blues were just about to get out of a you know a bad odd man situation. Uh, uncharacteristic turnover by Ryan O'Reilly in the offensive zone uh, leads to the uh, odd man rush the other way. Looks like Bennington makes the save, but we can't get a clearance around the net. And uh, I thought it was a pretty damn good snipe from oh, I did too. From I was going to say that. That angle. <clears throat> it, was, it was really, I mean, it's it one of those plays, you see it from time to time, where a goalie slides across, has the post covered, and from that angle, they just zip it, and it goes like, tucks it under the crossbar, over the shoulder by the ear. And if you're a goalie, unless you can whip your head away and, and get your face mask in front of it, it's, you're, you know, I mean, it's going in. We enjoy doing that, but oh, it's, yeah, right. it, you have to convince yourself to do it. And it was yeah I I <clears throat> that that was a great shot I I mean I'm not gonna I saw it I'm like wow that's yeah. that's a snipe yeah that guy's skilled he's very skilled with the puck yeah. <laughs> probably more likely to win a Norris than Petrangelo at this point mm. that might be true yeah you know, if Petrangelo puts up if he continues some offensive the numbers, pace yeah. that he's at now oh yeah he's he's, he's gonna, in the conversation especially especially because he is the image of the NHL. Right, right. Holding the cup. And Defen- I don't. I don't. I don't think defensively uh, alone he gets nominated. Mm. But he has to put up the offensive numbers, which generally speaking, is right. anyway. But say, that's what right. you have to do. I know, but uh, I know, but uh, if, if if people talk about, well, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so trailing two to one, going to third. Uh, Shen ties the game about five minutes in. Uh, Tarasenko drops the puck for Shen as they enter the zone. Uh, Shen lets Arista go from the top of the circle that handcuffs Bishop up high. Pops up in the air, hits him in the back, rolls down towards the goal line, and Foxa dives to try and keep the puck out, but he hits it in his own net. The puck was going in anyway. Um, he just... We traded on goals. Right, and I, the difference being that this one was going in anyway, and yeah. the one on Bennington was not. But, but yeah. So uh, And this goal was kind of reminiscent of the uh, double overtime goal... Uh, that Maroon scored on yeah. Bishop. A little Up bit. over the shoulder. Up over the shoulder behind him. Behind behind him. him. Yeah. 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 You, think, you think Bishop was just being nice to the fellow Blues fans and, and just saying, you know what, let's, let's give him a little memory of Game 7. That's what no. I think. I think he's a nice guy. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say he's a nice guy, but I'm going to say that's, that is... Uh, yeah, he, he looked pissed yeah. after that yeah. goal. He, he was very pissed, <laughs> which I don't blame him. <laughs> Uh, and Sammy Blaze scores midway through the third to give the Blues a 3-2 lead. Uh, after Dallas icing, the Blues win the draw, and Gunnarsson takes a shot from the point, which was going about 10 feet wide. <laughs> it's play right in the ass. It's play in the ass or the leg. And uh, redirects under Bishop, who uh, didn't really come close to rafting in time. <laughs> right. But it, it, it also went off of Taylor Fadoon's glove. So it, it ah. was a multiple deflection. Okay. Either way. Nothing Bishop could do no, about it. No, 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 no. That's, that's a fluke. Um, and it happened. Uh, Blues outshot the Stars 30-22. to Both teams over two on the power play. Um, yeah, so first regulation 29, win. I believe, were the shots. What did I say? Right. You said 22. 
29. I wrote down 29. Okay, sorry. So what we didn't talk about, and I think the the key to this game uh, was the uh, overturned offside. Oh, yeah. Or or the offside that overturned the goal. Right, I forgot about that. It felt reminiscent of all the calls going the right way. Like, the the magic from the playoff run was still there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. We're getting these calls still. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. When you're good, you're lucky. That's right. Yeah, you've got to be lucky to be good. You have to. Yeah. I mean, it, and we we talked about this a lot. You you do not win the cup. I don't care who you are, without being lucky at, uh, a number of times along the way. You just don't do. It is, you you need some luck. You have to. Yep. And yeah, you also need a good eye. All at once. You need a good eye in the sky, and I think the Blues have one of the best in the league, to be quite honest. Right, and they they said they were talking about how yeah, they added to yeah, yeah they added to Farrell's video staff because of the multiple challenges available. Yep. And and you have you have a short window to make that decision. Yeah. And the yep. Blues have proven to be quite good at it. Yes. So yep. we appreciate. That's what we appreciate about them. And it was and it was offside. <laughs> it didn't take them that long to make that call either. It was a fairly it was a we it was a fairly quick review. I mean it was close. It was real close. Yeah. But he, I, he was also and, uh, and Jeff uh, definitely, uh, you know, give it, give it the props to uh, um, the ref. Uh, he's, he's the best at the, the suspense. Oh yeah, I know, I love God, it. Uh, I love West it. McCauley. He is, he is so good at the that. play. Was, uh, the play was determined to be offside. No goal. <laughs> yeah, so good. I love it. He's, so good. And I, I was actually – he got injured uh, during the Boston series. He uh, he was supposed to call one of the games, and, uh, like, at first shift, he got injured, and they had to replace him with one of the other buffoons. And uh, that, I thought that was a huge loss for that series. But That's yeah. what I appreciate about West McCauley. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I appreciate. Uh, Mr. Blues has. You know, says, I, okay. Let, let me add something real quick. My my ice hockey team. I made reference to that show. I said, "Fucking embarrassing!" After we gave up a goal, and nobody on the bench got it. And I just said, I threw my arms up and I said, "Letter Kenny," and nobody even knew what it was. I'm like, "How are you hockey players?" I was gonna say, "Are you hockey players?" Or oh. We, God. We are we are good for at least one letter Kenny reference a show. <laughs> Figure yes, it out. We are. Figure it out. <laughs> to, be Figure it out. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Figure it out. New season's coming out this week, isn't it? Yes. It uh, actually came out yesterday. It started uh yesterday. Hmm. Oh so, boy. I I need to uh I need to exercise by <laughs> Hulu free trial. Oh. You better make sure to pay special attentions to the buttholes. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about, folks. Go on Hulu and watch the show Letter Kenny. It is fantastic. Uh, Mr. Blues Hat in the YouTube chat says, I went a week without criticizing once. Worst week of my life. I think that's a lie. I think I don't think he can go a week without doing that. That's uh that's, You remember uh, when he did that, right? Redonkulous. He did? Yeah, he did it on Twitter. Yeah. Are you serious? I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was this past season. I apologize for the uh, the lie accusation. Yeah. Sunshine yeah, and no, rainbows. He, he was quite positive. Oh he, he yeah. Even, I, okay. Yeah, I remember do remember that. that. I think we yeah. even talked about. It was we had absurd. A show where we 
where it we was, said like, hey, we should follow Mr. Blue's hat yeah. and not not criticize the team for an entire show. Was that was that last year or the year before? It was this because it was the whole social media influencer thing, right? Oh yeah, it was. Maybe that was that's that was the year before. I think it was two years ago, and now I remember that. And so uh, that, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Oh, where are we? Um, We're talking St. Louis and Toronto. St. Louis and Toronto, uh, three to two win for the third time in three games this season. The Blues score first this time in the second period. Um, Sundquist, uh, uh, yeah, that's which we call us a soft goal. In Anderson, uh, it was not a good goal to give up. Uh, he, uh, uh, I, I mean, I will say it was perfectly placed. That was good. That was a good. Shot. It was a nice perfectly shot, perfectly placed. But you don't give that goal up. No, he saw the whole way. Right, and it was reminiscent of uh, his goals in the Jet series. Just walk across the blue line and let a clapper go. Yeah. Um. Into the zone, pretty much one on one, and just let uh, one rip from the top of the right circle, and yeah. beat Anderson under the under he, his uh, trapper. Man, I yeah. I just have I mentioned lately that I love Sunquist game. Holy cow! What's I just, not, what's everything not he does. Yeah, from a guy. And why that, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? From Roast. a guy that that you know <laughs> could not turn a circle without you know skating 180 feet two years ago to yeah. a key component of the fourth line. I mean, he's it's he's a beaut. He's a beaut. <laughs> uh, and for the third time in three games, the Blues gave up the lead. <laughs> oh. Still in the second period, uh, uh, Goche got his second of the season after a Gunnarsson turnover behind the net. Uh, comes in front and some fantastic hand-eye coordination by oh. Spezza. Oh my, my lord. <laughs> Shoving it right up the Toronto, uh, the Toronto coaching staff's ass that they scratched him for game one. Assist. Holy shit! What skill! Essentially juggling the puck, knocking it out in midair to center it off of Shen's uh, and then off of Shen, Shen's body to Goche, who uh, puts it in the open side. Um, I that that's a that's a goal where you see you're like, well, can't do a whole lot about that weird goal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. aside from take a penalty and hold somebody, yeah, pitter patter. <laughs> Let's get at her. <laughs> Let's get at her. <laughs> uh, the the Leafs scored uh, again on a fun uh, fun to watch bang bang uh, ping pong uh, passing play just after entering the zone that en- ended with a beautiful finish in front with uh, Nylander reaching across the crease and stuff again on the near side. Uh, another nice 20, goal. And yeah, this was like right, seconds yeah, later. right after. Yeah, less yeah. than. These, Am I these... the only one that does this? Every time Nylander scores, I say there can only be one. <laughs> that's you need to be on the uh what the in-game presentation for i'll toronto. work on it yeah all right I'll, yeah. I'll i'll call up my friend ray ferraro who was interviewed in this game by the way right yeah he does between, the yeah, he does the uh color on first the, sports net. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he does a fantastic job yeah he's chicken parm yep he is he's quite amazing um, except that he on the Gauthier goal, he really was trying to force. Kept calling him the goat. Yeah, the goat. Uh, I, I didn't like that. Kind of like people force Boom Boom Gunnarsson. Yeah. <laughs> Holy chump! One person, one person doing that. Uh, and the, what is it? The Swiss factor. The oh factor. God! Yeah, O'Reilly. The oh God! O'Reilly. Who yeah. said? Who said that? The same guy. Really? Yeah. You've never heard this? No. Yeah, you and must be Schwizzle tuning him Swartz? out throughout the game. Swizzle Swartz. Oh, I know. I Stop with Swizzle yeah. Swartz. It's not Schwizzle going Swartz to happen. Is, we've said it before. It's that's a stupid. <laughs> oh, 
Otherwise, Panger, we love you. I, I like Panger. I do. I like my But, you know, Prost. No, one, no one's perfect. <laughs> Prost. Uh, Nobody's perfect. Still in the second period, uh, Shen ties the game up after Schwartz was uh, stoned on a backhand chance in tight. He has the puck in the corner and tries to pass to a covered Tarasenko in the low slot. The puck hits a body, slides to an open area in the, sl- in the, in the uh, slot where Shen swoops in and buries it five hole. Uh, See, Toronto, that was just perfect yeah. awareness by Shen to step in right in that spot. Right, Loved it. because he knew Toronto wouldn't have any defenseman <laughs> in the slot, which is yeah. pretty bad. If you want to score in Toronto, go to the slot. Just, right. I was going to say you, you don't have to. You didn't have to to, to clarify. You could have just said Toronto doesn't have any defensemen. Oh, uh, <laughs> except that somebody in Toronto has already written an article this year that Morgan Riley is as good as Bobby Orr. Is that right? Yes. No. It's no. disgusting. It's you know, disgusting. I, I, I really do tune out Toronto media. I really do. Yeah. I, they're just absurd. Yeah. There's uh, so one of my. It's people, like they're living in the 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 the, the glass. Their rose colored glasses for Toronto is just ridiculous. Yeah. Off the so breaks. one of my favorite goalie follows in the NHL uh, in uh, hockey Twitter is a senseless blocker. He's a Jets fan. Memorabilia. Goalie memorabilia, like you would not believe that this guy is my idol. But he tweeted out a story that was written by uh, somebody in the Montreal Gazette about how um, Hockey Night in Canada is actually just Hockey Night in Toronto. And one of his examples, one of the examples in the article, was somebody calling out that Morgan Riley is as good as Bobby Orr. Wow. Like, how can you even try to make that comparison? Just no. Just uh, no. I, I mean, the, the, your credibility is kind of shot. I mean, whatever. Um, I have no response. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's. I have no words. Uh, third period, uh, Petrangelo scores the game-winning goal, seven fifty-one into the into the period. Blay and Perron again, uh, working in the the puck in the corner. Uh, turn on shot by Blay is blocked. Perron gathers loose puck, shows great patience. Uh, it's not like Trump. Shows great patience. The, 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 he shows the best patience and finds Petrangelo pinching in uh, at the faceoff dot uh, across the slot, and uh, Petro puts it over Anderson, who was down before the pass and was kind of swimming across the crease a bit. Uh, didn't look uh, didn't look good in the replay. I didn't uh, like his how. If I was a Toronto fan, I would be critical of that of Anderson's play on that. So. Um, but I just uh, I want to say I think Frederick Anderson's a hell of a goalie. I, I think it's one of the I best do. goalies they've had in a while. But I want to quote somebody when I went to see Al McKinnis get inducted into the Hall of Fame in 07. Uh, this was the time they had, oh, geez, hang on. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Vesa um, Toscala. Vesa Toscala and Andrew Raycroft, right? Yep. Um, yep. And I remember asking a guy in Toronto, a fan of the Maple Leafs, what do you think of your goaltending? And he said, oh, it's great. You know, I mean, we, we always ha- seem to have the best two backups in the NHL. <laughs> and, and I loved that quote. So whenever I see a Toronto goalie do something stupid, I, I can't help but think That's of that. That's funny. <laughs> hey, quick trivia question. Who was Andrew Raycroft acquired for? Tukarask. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's can, wow. You imagine, can you that imagine Tukarask? Beat Toronto in two game sevens uh, over his career, and yep. the first the first one was uh, that comeback, that insane oh, third period God. comeback. Yeah. 
There'll be another in his career, at least yep. one. Oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> probably happen this year. I was going to uh. say, this year, if they make the seven games. Uh, Bennington was, I thought, was very good in this game. My God. Uh, Leafs, I shot the Blues 34-30. to um, Blues were over three on the power play. Leafs over two. Face-off percentage, dead even at 50% each. Blues are now 2-0-1 through three games and are in first place in the Central Division. Uh, barring, were there games tonight in the Central? Nah, I didn't look. Um, I've yeah, got who it cares? Right here. They're anyway. all below us. I've I've got it right here. Um, Cardinals won. Who cares? <laughs> no complaining. Cardinals won. <laughs> no games in the central tonight. Okay, so we're still uh, first. Vancouver is Vancouver four to one over the L.A. Kings. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers knocked off my Montreal Canadiens five to four, and the Philadelphia Flyers behind Carter Hart's first NHL shutout. Uh, shout out the Ooh, New Jersey I Devils. Him tonight. Ooh, Carter Hart. Nice. And this has been your NHL Roundup with Bill Day. <laughs> the Sens are 0-2-0 so far this season. Um, so, I, I mean, we, this is a game that the Blues yeah, should win. But, yeah, you know, we'll see. We're on the road. Never know. Robbie Fabry just remembered defensive zone coverage. <laughs> yeah, all right. oh, We're God. still talking about your bad game They're going. They're going year. to sit him just because of that one play. Half a year ago. Uh, no, and, you know, you mentioned the Blues, the record. I mean, yeah, I know it, it would have been nice if they would have won that first game, but 2-0-1 through three games. I mean, in, in two of those games, you got Washington and Toronto, two of the best teams in the East, and then Dallas, who, let's face it, is probably going to be one of the best teams in the Central this year. And but they're 2-0-1. they didn't get their first win until last night, right? I think that's correct. They won yeah. this night? Uh, yeah, overtime. Um, yep. It was... Uh, yeah, terrible yeah, play by, by yeah, terrible play by Ovechkin in overtime. Yep, and a big kind of goal Marchand. by Wolf Dallin to end it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy that played for both those teams. Nice <laughs> yes. reference. I love it. Dallas is one and three, two points through four games. Yeah, I just saw Daryl Ray tweeted out off the Schneid. Mm. So Montgomery, who's that? What? Bennington quote. Oh, right. Mine. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Dallas's head coach? Oh. Oh. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> God, he's the best. I, Is he not the best? I, he's got the perfect mentality for a goalie. He really it's does. So, it's so weird because, like I, I've said this before, that since I've been in the media especially, but, but I know you guys agree too, like with just being adults, you don't find yourself like infatuated with athletes like you used to when you were kids. Mm -hmm. But man, every time I see, Oh, we're going to talk to Jordan Biddington or like on the blues, uh, Facebook page, uh, you know, see what Jordan Biddington had to say. I have to watch it. I have to see everything he says because he is so goddamn awesome. <laughs> Am I the only one that feels that way? No, he's no. he's a fantastic interview. He's fantastic. Uh, uh, you, you can't. I mean, uh, it's I funny. wish I had someone like him when I was in the media. It's funny because uh, I always thought Brett Hull was a great interview. I love yeah, just whatever funny. he would say. It, the stuff that would come out of his mouth, you just uh, I couldn't wait to hear it. Um, Bennington is great in a completely different way. It's yeah. just you never know what he's going to say, but he says very little. <laughs> Yeah, I remember somebody in the media last year. I think it was in tr probably Toronto media. Not surprised that Bennington's like a that they that you know he's so what is it that he's so um, 
uh, disrespectful to the media and for being a rookie, he needs to have more respect. And I'm like, no, as a yeah. former media member, that was what we wanted. We wanted quotes like that because it gave us, it wasn't the generic bullshit you hear from every single player after a game. It was, it was, yeah. Hey, Whoa, listen to what this kid just said. People don't understand. People don't get him. They don't, they don't get him. I, I love it. I'm oh, all for it. Keep I going, too. Jordan. Oh, I thought uh, we're about done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've covered all the uh, we've covered all the goals. Yeah, we've we've checked everything off the list uh, we have here. And Mr. Blue so said it was overall, two years ago. It was two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two Blue years Zett. ago. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. So overall, guys, again, I know it's easy to look at the record and, and the the goal differential and say, yeah, the Blues are looking great, but. Um, what are your thoughts? Is this pretty much after three games? Has this been kind of what you've expected? Have they exceeded? Have they? What's your thoughts uh, after three games of the season? I'm I'm very happy with Bennington so far. I think he's been been good. Um, I'm I think the the team needs to play a little more consistently uh, throughout the uh, clean up their second periods. My God, um, I think th- I don't. I, I there were two zero and one, beaten some really good teams, gotten five out of six points, and we haven't played as good as this team is. So uh, yet, I mean, their best period was in game one, period one, in a game they lost in overtime. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm you know I can't complain because we're cup champions. So right, right. what do you what do you want me to say? <laughs> is there any, has there been anybody who has not met your expectations? Anybody you're like, oh, he's kind of taking a back seat to start the season. Um, Jake Allen, the only one because he hasn't ah, played yet. <laughs> the only one that I can think of, and I'm not, and it's not even a knock on him. It's just he hasn't been as noticeable, and I think maybe it's just because there's other guys stepping up like Sammy Blay and and um, you know Ryan O'Reilly is Robert Thomas. Well, he's been hurt. I feel like. Well, when he was playing. Yeah. He only um, played, uh, what, one, one and a half games? One game, but I'm talking about the, the preseason, too. And uh, maybe it was because he was hurt. But he just didn't look like the same guy we saw last season. Now, I'm not saying it's anything to be concerned about at this point. Um, it could easily just be the injury. It could just be, uh, you know, early season jitters, whatever. But um, that's the only – that's if I'm looking, if I'm really looking for a negative – that's the one thing I would say. But other than that, I'm very happy with the play of this team. Seeing seeing Jordan Bennington back there now, it's so weird to have confidence in your goalie. And I don't mean to sit here and completely bash on Jake Allen, but how many times did even when the Blues were up 1-2 nothing late in the third period and Allen was standing in his head, were you kind of sitting there saying, okay, let's the wheels are going to fall off eventually? Let's mm-hmm. see if, if it happens this no. game. You it's, don't feel that way with Bennington. He has he has done it enough. I mean, it's only been technically half a season, I guess. So he, but still, he's done it enough for me to, like you said, be comfortable and have confidence in the goaltending that this game is not, generally not going to get out of hand. He's going to keep us in this game, or give us a chance to win almost every night. So. And that's all you can ask for. Uh, Sanford has not. I, although I didn't expect much from Sanford, to be honest, I'm not a. Yeah. I'm not a big Sanford fan. I I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's long for this team. I, I think he's going to be a, in and out of the lineup this season. But we'll see. 
I think he's in one of those spots too where it's just a that's an interchangeable part. Right. You don't and need I, uh, an 82 games out of out of a Zach Sanford. No, and I think uh, he might be a guy you see not play him or Fabry if 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 Cost and ever see some time this season. Um, so, I will say I like how Barubi has really allowed Robbie Fabry to have a chance to get back to who he was. I think. I think he's been good. Past, I think he's been good. A lot of past coaches, I think would say, okay, Robbie, you know, you, yeah, you, you were great before your injuries, but we're going to play on the fourth line until you start putting up points. But, you know, it, it's it's a catch-22. How do you expect a guy to put up a bunch of points if he's only playing nine, ten minutes a game? You're seeing Robbie Fabry get, and maybe, I, don't, I don't know what his, his numbers are in terms of, of ice time, but he's playing with top-line players. I mean, he's been out there a lot, and the Blues are winning, so you don't want to change that at all. And to see... Baruby have the confidence in him. Hey, I know you can do this. Go out there and prove yourself uh, with these top line guys. That's what you want in a head coach, a guy who can believe in his players. And and I'm I'm all for it. Keep giving him a chance. Let him get back to his form if he can get there. If Fabry doesn't have the uh, any points to show, and he is a negative three, which is worst on the team. But I <laughs> I th- I think he's looked good. I think he's I mean, fine. I think he's like fine. Yeah, I, I'm not, I, have not, I have no real complaints about him. His, he's showing his speed. He's showing he knows how to get around the offensive zone, and he's hustling back. And I think that's the key for his game. Because there were a lot you of people talk- that were they're very critical of uh, the Blues giving him another shot, you know, the one-year contract. And I've, I, I really hope he does something with that because that would yeah. be nice. I, I mean... Uh, to prove people I, I think, wrong that were critical of that. I think either way, he's not destined to be a blue for long. Um, just with the contracts, these this team's starting to give out, and I think he's one of those interchangeable pieces. But um, it'd be nice to see him have a long NHL career, and maybe he proves me wrong here. I mean, I'd love for him to, but um, you know, you talk about contracts, and you know, oh, you know, they're overpaying Steen, they're overpaying uh, Shen. If some people might think that I don't know if they do or not um and you know we talked about Tarasenko not really stepping up yet um Robbie Fabry for what he's making I think he's playing just fine he's yeah. he's exceeding what is it 900,000 yeah I think he's so. exceeding a 900,000 player yeah he's a minus three yeah he doesn't have any points but he's he's helping keep the puck in the zone he's he's creating pressure he's doing a lot he's doing a lot of work along the wall that's what you want to see in a player of his caliber so just real quick, um, non-hockey talk. Uh, Cardinals fans won't be surprised to hear this, but uh, Clayton Kershaw gave up two home runs. And, uh, it's a tie game in the 10th. Yeah, I heard, I've heard uh, that. I may have to go, uh, when you sign off here in a second, I'm going to go watch the end of that game. I saw that was yep. posted in our uh, YouTube chat that someone said that. Wait, does Matt Adams play for the Nats? Does he? I don't know. Because uh, he, he used to kill him. Oh, yeah. He killed, yeah. Him and Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, he's the first baseman for the Nats. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Full-time? There you go. I don't know about full-time. No, I, I know be full-time. does play first base for him. Oh. All right. Well, I, I think uh, I think we're done. Yeah, Alrighty. We, we checked some boxes off the list here, and we're, we're good to go. Uh, nice uh, show, gentlemen. We got, we got uh, Mr. Blues Hat just commenting and saying, Fabry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for that, sir. 
I'm guessing he has another thought to add to that. So uh, we'll see if he gets that in before we close up the shop here. Well, uh, it's got to be fast. <laughs> I, it's not going to be fast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.